You're listening to the Harvest Christian Fellowship Weekend Message Podcast. To learn more about our community, like what we believe and how you can take a next step, visit us online at hcfcornwall.ca or join us for one of our services this weekend, Sunday mornings at 9.15 or 11 here at 847 York Street. Thanks, Care. Wow, that's pretty nice. There's been kind of these running jokes about the, like some sort of competition because apparently Karen was like 11 out of 10 last week, and so everyone's expectations are so low this week that I can only possibly exceed them. So like that's kind of my strategy was, anyways. Um, well, thanks, Care, and thanks for leading. Thank you, team. That was so good. Maybe you could just put hand clap emojis. Um, and throughout this morning, I just love to see those comments. Um, you know, this can, as much as it's weird and you're sitting in your living room or whatever, um, I love imagining and feeling and experiencing like you're here. So thanks, Roxanne. I appreciate that. You know, whenever there's people in the room, there's kind of this feeling of encouragement, this natural encouragement of like, I can look at your faces and I know that, you know, Roxanne, you're praying for me and others that I know are supporting. And it just helps, you know, like, like I am hopefully facilitating something this morning, but it's, it's us as a body coming together and hearing what we feel God's put on our, on our hearts. And um, so anyways, just keep those comments coming. If you don't know uh, me, my name is Ryan. Uh, I am on staff here at the church and it's my privilege to get a chance to share this morning. If you're new joining us, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, It's so strange that we can't even see you in any way, but we just, we want you to feel at home, which hopefully you do because you're probably in your home. Um, But, you know, we would love to meet you, to chat with you maybe over the phone and just thank you for joining us. And if there's any questions you have, any information you'd like about our church or how you can get involved, we would love to do that. So please just, just reach out in the comments, whatever. We'd love to get to know you. And whenever we uh, get back to regular services, we hope to see your face. Um, I don't know. I don't think we caught him on camera here, but Pastor Roy was, uh, you know, blessing me by carrying this up this morning. He was our stagehand. But um, if you've just started joining over the last few weeks, you haven't seen our pastor at all. And so please, you know, despite what you may have seen these last couple of weeks, keep keep going because he's going to be back in a couple of weeks. And I really, I wouldn't want you to miss out on the opportunity to, to hear from our lead pastor, who is an incredible leader, has an incredible word, and yet serves by carrying this up and we need him too. So thank you, Pastor. Um, cool. Well, um, we're in the middle of a series called Retrofit, Retrofit Your Prayer Life. Um, and this is part five this morning. And, um, you know, Pastor Roy kind of kicked it off by talking about, in the first two parts, the authority that the Bible says we have in, in our prayer and, and w- that we can pray and that we can um, have an influence on things that are happening through our prayers. Um, and then Frank shared um, on the Lord's Prayer and, of course, Karen last week. And uh, this morning, Pastor asked me to speak on the topic of intercessory prayer. Which is cool. And, um, you know, I wish I could say that he asked me that because, of course, I'm like a black belt in the intercessory prayer. So, um, but the, <laughs> the, the truth is, I think this is one of those situations where, like, God is going to use the foolish things to confound the wise because I don't know how many times you'd, like, you'd think I'd only have to do it once, but several times in the last week, you know, I'm Googling define intercede. I'm like, what does this mean? And, um, you know, this whole series on prayer has really been challenging and refreshing to me 
Because despite having been around church for a, a while, prayer is like this eternal mystery to me. And I don't know if it comes more naturally to some people or whatever, um, but I've been really in, like enjoying the words, but also really enjoying the small group discussion. I found that so, like, I'll be really honest, small groups, like, signing up for a small group, I don't really, like, enjoy doing that. I'm not, like, super excited to sign up. And I'll be perfectly honest, these are the guys that lead our small group. But a lot of times, small group day rolls around, I'm like, oh, yes, we have small group. I will do that. Um, but as soon as I'm in the middle of the meeting, I'm always like, oh, this is so good. And it's it's interesting that it's like, I mean, these guys share profound things, but it's not the profoundness of what's shared. It's just hearing somebody else talk about their experience with prayer. That's been so encouraging. So anyways, kind of a side tangent, but I hope that you're talking about prayer with people because for me personally, I find prayer in general and intercession specifically a struggle. But when I hear other people talk about it, it's so encouraging to me. So I guess I should read the Bible. Let's look at, um, I think you have it in the notes, but First Timothy 2 verse 1. Just read this, kind of kick it off, and then we'll jump into it. Um, it says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So there we see that word, intercession. That's what we're going to be talking about this morning. But let me just pray before I get into that. God, we thank you so much just for this morning. We thank you, um, like Pastor was sharing in the huddle, that we've been so blessed just with equipment and people serving and whatever to be able to continue having services the way we do, God. And I just ask that your presence would just anoint this message right now, God, that you'd help me to share what I feel you've put on my heart, God, that you would open all of our, our minds to a new understanding of prayer and praying for others, God. And I just pray that there would be no distractions. Nothing would get in the way of what you want to speak um, to individuals and also us as the church corporately, God, is your retrofitting prayer. And God, I think that it's like your, um, I don't know, this is just popping in my head, but it's like you're modding the engine somehow. Like there's this engine of what harvest is and there's like, a, there's like this additive or something going into the fuel that hasn't really been there. And this prayer, it's so, um, it's just so important for where we're going to go that like, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's like a system, there's a structure there, but there's something in the fuel, in the in the whatever makes that thing run that you're putting in right now, God. So I just pray, um, I just feel it so strong as I'm praying right now, God, that we would not miss that, that we're not going to miss that additive, that we're going to get exactly what we need throughout this series, God. We're going to be listening back to this and we're going to say, wow, it was like, <laughs> I just keep feeling it. It's like it was all there, but you had to put something in the fuel and then bam, it's like, there's just something that goes because of that, God. So I just I thank you for what you're doing in the midst of this crazy season, God. And I just pray again, you would not allow any of us to miss out on what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. So like I said, I had to Google define intercession. Um, I've been around it for a long time. And I think um, if you've been around church, you probably have an idea of like intercession, intercessory prayer. And I would, I would say that my thoughts were not necessarily like really, really positive. Um, I kind of had these pictures of people like yelling and groaning and like pacing back and forth and like like saying weird things. And I'm like, I don't understand it. Like, is that intercession? Is that what I need to somehow convince our church to do or whatever? Um, so I kind of want to reset and let's just talk about that word that, that, you know, 
the Bible is, is a translation from non-English. So if you're reading in English, you're reading a translation. And, um, and that word, inter, intercede or intercession, or intercession, has this idea of, of being between, being almost like a mediator. That there's, you know, there's one thing on this end, one thing on this end, and we are, we are intercepting or we're coming between these two things. Um, I, I've heard, and I think it's a good analogy, almost like a, a defense lawyer in a sense, that, that a defense lawyer is representing someone that can't necessarily represent themselves to kind of a third party. Um, and so when we look at the word that, that's being translated, that's kind of the idea that is being communicated, that we, in prayer somehow, can connect between kind of heaven and God and, and, and supernatural resources and this, this person or this situation or this environment that isn't in alignment with that. And, uh, and you know, in the Lord's Prayer, Frank was sharing that we can pray, God, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That's kind of a little bit the, the idea. And uh, I've got this, um, this light here. And um, so, like, that light over there is not on right now because it's not plugged in. There's, there's something missing in terms of its connection right, right now. And uh, if you can, like, swing down here, there's an outlet here um, that has resources in it, right? Um, there's power in this orange plug, um, but it's, it's not connected, right? And I think the idea of intercession is kind of the idea that we can somehow, through this, to me, infinite mystery in the Bible— act like this extension cord that plugs in to the power, the, you know, the supernatural power that's available to us. So we heard in the first two parts where Pastor was sharing that, like Esther, we can approach the king that has all the authority, and we can request on the behalf of someone that can't, someone that doesn't even understand. And there can be, like, provision supplied, you know, through this silly cord. And uh, that's kind of what I think about, like, when I think about intercession, intercessory prayer and that specific type of prayer. We're not praying for ourselves, but we are connecting somehow between the resources that are available and the need. And um, this is a profound mystery to me because it's like, <laughs> like, if you've got one of those new iPhones now, we have wireless electricity, right? And, and I'll be honest, my frustration is like, so God... Why do you why do you need this? <laughs> I, I thought actually about titling this message the one thing that God needs. And I'm like, does God need anything, right? But for whatever reason, he decides to use us. And um I love uh I can't remember, I think it's in Ephesians, but um there's this verse that says that God chose through the church to reveal his wisdom to the heavenly principalities and powers. And like, like, why did he choose that? I, know, I honestly, I don't know. I can't answer that part of the question for you. But what I can tell you is that, that he did choose to do that. That he has, for whatever reason, chosen to, to be provided to situations through us. And intercessory prayer is kind of the way that we can do that. When we begin to pray for other situations, we can act like this kind of conduit. And you know, the power isn't in the cord. You know, if I unplug it over here, it doesn't work. But we, in our relationship to the Father in prayer, can, can do this. So now the light's on. It's cool, right? I just needed to balance out the set, really. Um, so 
that's kind of hopefully gives you a bit of an idea of what we're trying to accomplish through intercessory prayer. Um, so I think that idea even may be familiar to many of us. Um, but for me personally, even though in my head I feel like I under, understand or understood that, it often didn't live itself out through me. And um, um, in small group, I think it was the first small group we start, we were talking about prayer. And I can't remember. I think we were just talking about, like, how you feel about prayer or something anyways. And it got around to me, and I was, like, half joking. I'm like, well, I don't believe in prayer. And, I, like, everyone kind of laughed. And I was like, I'm half joking because, you know, like, it's funny to say that. And, like, obviously I believe in prayer or whatever. But, but I feel like if I really, truly, honestly, genuinely believed in the power of prayer, then I think my prayer life wouldn't look like it, it does. And so what I want to talk about through the rest of the morning is, is um, like, what does intercession look like? But really what it is, is what, what mindset should we have to motivate us to, to live out a life of intercessory prayer? Um, because the reality is that what we believe, like what our, our mindset is, what our perspective is, is what's going to determine whether or not we actually do it. So if we are really honest with ourselves, and that's, you know, in the small group being half joking, but also I've been over the last few weeks trying to be really honest with myself. Do I believe in prayer? What do I believe about prayer? Because, you know, if it is as powerful as Pastor Roy and Frank and Karen have been sharing, then like I want to access that power and I don't feel like I do. So it's important that we're honest with ourselves. What do we believe? What's our mindset? And so I want to talk about five things that I think are just our approach to praying for people. If we have these things, it, it gives us um, like an energy to say, okay, I'm going to do this because I have a mindset that tells me this is going to be impactful. Um, so that's, that's kind of the context for these five points. And the first one is begin with empathy. Begin with empathy. And the verse uh, I think you have there is Matthew 14, verse 14, which is just one example of tons in Scripture where we hear about Jesus feeling emotion. And it says, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he, you know, he felt religious duty to do something for them. Or he felt like, well, God had told him he had to go heal the sick. No, it says he, he had compassion on them. Um, and there's a whole list of references there, which are just like the first six that kind of popped up. But it, they're all describing a Jesus, not that did things because he had to, or did things, you know, the Bible says that he did um, everything that he saw the Father do. There was this idea of him hearing from the Father. But there's verse after verse that describes Jesus as feeling compassion for people, like being overwhelmed. Um, many of you know that the shortest verse in the Bible, but to me so powerful that Jesus wept when Lazarus died. Like he didn't, he wasn't this stoic, like just get the job done kind of person. He felt deeply for people. And if, if our motivation for prayer comes from a sense of duty rather than a sense of caring for those people, it's going to be so exhausting for us. And it's going to be like, oh, I got to go and go through my list and, and, and try to get through everyone before I fall asleep because I don't really care, but, well, I have to pray for everyone. Um, and, um, you know, for me, like, personally, I don't, empathy doesn't come naturally <laughs> to me, um, which I'm very well balanced by Brit. And if you know her, she is, like, 
11 out of 10 on the scale of empathy, which, you know, sometimes she overcarries things, and so I think we balance people. But what I'm trying to learn is, and so if you're like me, a practical a practical thing you can do is just like, I try to almost put myself in the shoes of that person that maybe has said like, hey, will you pray for me? And <laughs> I want you to be careful. I've been trying to be really careful. When someone says, will you pray for me? I'm like, I really want to be honest. And um, that sounds silly, but I guess what I'm saying is don't say yes to that unless you're actually <laughs> going to pray for them. Um, and um, I've definitely been guilty of like, well, I'm going to say yes because that's what you say as a Christian. And then, you know, totally forget. Or like <laughs> sometimes I feel worse. We're like, shoot, someone asked me to pray, but I cannot remember what for, um, which is which is not good, right? But um, what I've been trying to do is like, okay, what is that person experiencing right now? Like they just told me, that that their family member has a diagnosis with cancer. Okay, what it like, man, like what are they feeling right now? And and then from that place of caring and having compassion for them and empathy for them, suddenly now like I have this motivation to pray because I care for this person. Another practical thing I would say, ag- again, this is something that I'm trying to do as I am beginning to understand and implement intercession. But um, I. I find, and maybe this is, again, my mindset, but it's very tempting to just list everything, like every single person and every single need. And I've sometimes found myself feeling like, <laughs> how can I pray for every single thing? Like, it doesn't it doesn't even, like, compute in my head. And so sometimes then I end up feeling, like, overwhelmed. Like, well, I can't do everything. And, and again, it might just be me, but if I can't do, if I can't pray for every single need, then why should I pray for certain ones? But instead I've been saying like, God, what have you put on my heart that I really genuinely feel compassion for? And I'm actually, I'm going to pray for that. And so my list has kind of gotten smaller, but when I look at my list in the morning, it's like, oh man, I feel for that person. God, like just help them and, and give them peace through that situation. And, and it's not coming from a place of feeling like I need to check off all these boxes as much as it is a place of caring for my friends and, and carrying their burdens to him. Um, so hopefully that's kind of practically helpful. I, th- I think we live in a world where um, I think empathy in some ways is actually disappearing, <laughs> where we are so inundated with information that says we got to protect ourselves and care about ourselves and our opinions and our beliefs and our whatever. And so um, I don't think I'm the only one that that struggles and like has to be intentional about understanding how someone feels. Um, and, you know, if, a lot of times I think the the difficult situations we've gone through in our own personal lives, like maybe you've lost a loved one or you've struggled with infertility or or you've had a cancer diagnosis, you can have a real um, like gifting to pray for those things because you you understand what it's like and you're really um, relating to that burden. Um, so number one, begin with empathy and and try not to come at intercessory prayer from this place of duty as much as a place of caring for the people that God puts on your heart. Number two is um, recognize your God-given authority. Ephesians 3 verse 10 to 12 uh, says, in, in Jesus and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. And I don't want to kind of over talk this. If you didn't see part one and two of the series, I would say go back and listen to those. That's to me how pastor set up this whole thing was we have an authority to pray. And so we can do that in confidence and in faith. And again, I was sharing how 
like I, I struggle with that sometimes, that if, if we have a God that's so good and so powerful and so faithful, then why does he need us to pray? And uh, I, me, Britt and I have been talking a lot over the last couple of weeks. She's going to be sharing next week. And just kind of our own personal, like, man, I, I have a hard time sometimes understanding why God asks us to pray. And something that has actually helped us has been sort of saying, it's okay if we don't understand. <laughs> it's okay if it doesn't make sense to me that God needs me to pray. I'm going to trust what it says in, in the Bible about my role as, a, as an intercessor, and I'm going to begin to act it out, and I'm going to trust in faith, and I'm going to start to see the results of that. Um, and like I said, there's that, there's that verse where, like, for whatever reason, God has chosen to use us, and so let's not deny him that. I don't know if it's helpful to you, but um, in our small group, kind of the conversation of tithing came up, and, and people were sort of sharing some breakthroughs in tithing that they've had, and um, it's, it's interesting to me. So if, if you're maybe one that, and this, this is me, and so this has been helping me, where, like, you get tithing, and you tithe, and you've kind of seen the fruit, and you've seen how God has blessed your resources, and you're like, man, you know, maybe it was really hard to start, but now that I do it, I just see how God uses it. Man, tithing makes no sense whatsoever. Like, none. Take some of your resources, give them to God, and, and the biblical principle is that you will then not have that sense of needing because you've, you've, place this trust in God. And it's actually helped me to understand that prayer is really similar. Makes no sense to me that an almighty, infinitely powerful God that cares for us needs me to pray. But when I trusted the principle of tithing, I've seen the result. So I'm going to begin to trust the principle of praying that I have an authority, even though it may not make sense to my mind. And I'm going to believe that I'm going to see the result. So I hope that just encourages you. If you're maybe struggle with that, like why does God need us to pray? I'm sorry I can't answer that. Pastor Roy is going to clear that all up in a couple of weeks, right? <laughs> um, but just do it, and then we're going to begin to see the results, just like if you've experienced that with tithing. Number three is um, we persist through humility. Um, so persistence, man, is another aspect that I, I personally struggle with. But James 5 verse 16 in the Amplified Version says, The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Um, so there's this, there's this idea and, and Karen shared a little bit last week and, and there, we brought it up a couple times that for whatever reason, again, there's this need for persistence through prayer. And, um, I, I, I have a similar struggle with that where, okay, so now God, I'm praying and you're saying that you're not going to just answer my prayer, but <laughs> my prayer needs to be persistent. And, um, and I think the way that we can continuously offer sometimes the exact same request day after day, week after week, and not completely lose heart is when we approach God from a place of humility and saying, God, I don't understand your ways. I, you know, the Bible says in Isaiah, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. There's this idea, like, we, we understand some portion of this universe that he's created. We don't understand it all. So he, again, he's asked us to persist through prayer. Sometimes continuously offering a request. And I think we can do that when, when, when we're approaching him saying, God, this is my request. I don't necessarily understand why this is maybe the, the second day or the second week or the second year or the second decade for some of us that I've been giving you this request. But I trust that you are good and you are faithful. And, and, um, 
you know, if if we approach prayer as this thing that we can use to manipulate God or control God or, hey, God, I'm praying, therefore you owe me an answer, um, we're missing out on part of it. I'm going to talk about how, you know, prayer is how we develop our relationship. And so it's so important that we approach him and we approach him with our requests from a place of humility of saying, God, I'm asking, but I'm not controlling you through my prayer. I'm not earning an answer through my prayer, but I'm just, I'm, I'm trusting that you're going to be good. Um, and we need to take every thought captive too. Um, and so this is a, another part that has been helping me in this is that, you know, sometimes my mind kind of interjects in my prayer and says like, you know, you've been praying that for days and days and God hasn't been answering you. Why on earth would he answer you now? And it's really important in those moments that we identify those thoughts that are contrary to what we know scripture says about prayer. Like, you know, the Bible teaches us we need to be persistent through our prayers. And so we have to kind of quiet our mind and say like, no, I, I may not understand why this is happening, mind, but I'm going to choose to trust in the principle that I see in scripture. So we, we persist um, through humility. That's number three. Number four is that we bring it to him. Um, so first Peter five or seven says, give all of your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. And, uh, I was going to ask Ted to kind of help me with this. You can actually, you can sit down. I'll stand over here so they can see us. So I was going to ask, cause Ted looks so strong as we all know, if you could hold that for me and you, you got it. Thank you for holding. You're so good at holding stuff. Thank you so much for holding that, Ted. Um, man, but it feels kind of heavy still, you know? Like, if you could just hold it, if you could take it. <laughs> okay, thanks, Ted. Um, so I find myself personally that that's sometimes how I pray. <laughs> is like, hey, God, here's this thing. Will you take it? And then I finish praying, and it's still my burden. And... Um, so it, my, my fourth point here is that when we intercede on behalf of someone, it needs to start from that place of empathy. But when we cast our cares on him, like the Bible says to, we should actually be giving them to him. And when we, you know, are maybe done praying for the morning, there should be a sense of peace about those situations. Because if we're still carrying them, um, it's not necessarily that we failed in prayer, but I think it it shows that we don't necessarily re- really trust that he's got it. So our, our, our prayer is an opportunity for us to develop that trust and to develop that confidence that when I make a request of God, I can be confident that he has that request. Um, otherwise, like... Like all of spiritual disciplines, I think, it can actually become an end to itself where I am coming in prayer as a way of almost earning the answer, like I said. And um, there's this story in a book by um, Benny Johnson. So that's Bill Johnson's wife. He's the pastor of Bethel. Um, you know, the the song we started with this morning is a Bethel song. Like they're a pretty well-known church with this big ministry. And, and she oversees kind of the, I think it's entitled the intercessory prayer team or, or whatever at the church. And um, in, in one of her books, she shares this kind of interesting story where, you know, she's leading that team 
and she's got a bunch of people, and they'll go in uh, during services, and they're like praying and 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 carrying the service in prayer kind of thing. And um, okay, I'm I'm watching the comments. Missed blank number two. Hang on a sec. Recognize your God-given authority. There you go. Hi, Bree. I haven't really been looking at them. I asked you all to like be commenting, and now I'm not really following them. Sorry. Thank you guys all for being here. Um, and she shares this story where she had um, a young lady that was on this prayer team, and you know they're like praying or whatever. And the person gets in touch with Benny and says that she's going to be leaving the church and like doesn't believe in God anymore, and kind of this fallout thing. And Benny's like, "What on earth happened?" and um, to make this the story short, Benny has the opportunity to follow up with um, the person, and they were like, I just felt like it was too overwhelming to pray. <laughs> and, like, it was this work and this, like, heavy thing. And, and, um, and Benny kind of shares that it really adjusted the way she thought about prayer because if we're carrying our things to this Almighty God and we can trust Him with it, then, then we shouldn't be day-to-day, like, you know, overwhelmed by this burden. So let's let's just make sure whenever we're approaching and we're maybe going through our list of cares that we're giving them to him and we're trusting that he's going to do whatever it is, even if we don't necessarily see the answer that we expect right away, right? Um, and then the last point that I want to share, number five, is remember that the goal is a deeper relationship. The goal is a deeper relationship. So John 15 verse four is kind of this, Incredible verse about that where Jesus is sharing and he says, live in me, make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you're joined with me. So it's, you know, what's what's important about prayer, which prayer is a conversation that we're having with God. And an intercessory prayer is a, a specific kind of that conversation where we're talking to God about needs that we see, things that are going on um, in our lives or in our friend's life. But it's a conversation, right? We're talking to him about this, but if our relationship with him isn't growing and being developed, then we're missing part of the point that, that really our, ultimately our eternal reward in all of this is him, not not just what he does. And we're so grateful for what he does and, and he acts in our lives and, and he heals and there's so many things that, that he does for us. But our relationship with him needs to be the most important thing. And I was thinking about how, you know, like sometimes I'll pray for a situation or whatever and, um, and um, get <laughs> more frustrated than anything with God. And uh, it's it's like, here I am talking with him, and, and it's okay to be frustrated. I don't want to, like, those emotions are, are good and fine, but we need to bring those emotions to him and, and be able to say, like, hey, God, I've been praying about this for weeks, and I'm frustrated that I don't see you doing anything. And, um, you know, I was thinking about how, like, in my relationship with um, with my wife, if she does something that I don't expect, the initial reaction a lot of times, you know, we celebrated seven years on Monday and it's like, I feel like I know her pretty well. So when something happens that I don't expect in some way, like if she makes a meal a different way or something like that, like there's this initial like, I don't understand, I'm frustrated that I don't understand 
what you're doing or why you're doing it or, or, or whatever. But I can see that also as an opportunity to continue to get to know her more deeply. And so whenever we, we feel like, hey, God, you know, you're not doing something the way that I think you should. Like, let's turn that inside and say, like, God, I want to I know you better. I want to understand you better. I want to be open to changing my understanding of who you are. So in our prayer, in, our rela- in, in those conversations with him, you know, it's an opportunity for us to get to know him better. That needs to be our goal. Um, I think Karen's playing. I'm not sure it's on, Murray. Thank you. Ah, there we go. Now I feel like I can wrap up. <laughs> um, so number one, be, we're going to begin with empathy. Number two, we're going to recognize our God-given authority in prayer. We're going to, number three, res- persist through humility. Number four, we're going to bring it to him. We're not, we're not going to be carrying it. Um, and number five, we need to remember that the goal is to have a deeper relationship. Um, and so as I close, there's, there's some kind of next step points in, um, on the notes. And I just want to encourage you, if, if you can, and I say if you can, you know, we have, we've been talking in small group too about how we have such different seasons in our life about even how we accomplish spiritual disciplines or things like prayer. And, you know, if you have kids, it's, <laughs> it's a challenge. Um, like, you know, sometimes I try to get up early, but like I find that frustrating sometimes because... I'll be like, okay, I set my alarm for what sounds like ungodly early. And I got up and then like the kid will wake up five minutes later and you're like, ah, <laughs> you, you said yes. And my reaction is like, I don't understand why the God of the universe can't help my kid to sleep when I'm trying to have a conversation with him. Britt and I joke that, you know, every night we pray like, God, would you help them sleep? And we're like, that's the one prayer that God refuses to answer in our life is that the kids would sleep. Um, anyways. Not sure why I said that. My point is that it, I understand that it's a struggle to find time. So I, I, like, if you can find just a couple of minutes, I would encourage you to, to approach a, a prayer list of, of situations and things to maybe pray with. Not as like, okay, let me think of all of the needs that I need to pray for. But God, what, what do I feel empathy and compassion for? And then begin to write those things down. And maybe it's one thing. And maybe that's all like you have time for and God knows that and he's like here I want you to carry this this situation or this thing that you're close to and and you feel it and you're like yes I I want to bring that to you and then you know bring it to him I would encourage you to write that down somewhere somewhere where you can write the answer when God answers whether he answers the way you expect or not so you can look back something that I've not done well that I want to do is to have that kind of running list so I can go back and be like oh yeah God does do things through prayer I want to build my faith through my own personal stories of what he does and um, so yeah like allow him to put things on your heart and then, um, like, make a list, make it somewhere where you can track the answers. And, um, and don't be burdened by it, but just be excited about the fact that, you know, like, we get to partner with him in this way. And, um, you know, another aspect of this analogy that I think fits is, um, you know, if I, if I unplug this end over here where the light, where the light, Aaron likes that. It's funny, huh? If I unplug this end, um, well, something that's fascinating to me is that I think I'm right about this, Ted. There's no current in this, right? Because there's no draw. 
So there's actually nothing flowing through this until it gets connected on the other end. And, um, you know, when I get asked to speak on a Sunday, I always, my first reaction is like, oh, I don't want to. It sounds like a lot of work and it's scary and I get nervous. But whenever I'm up here, I always feel the draw. And it's something through me where it feels like, wow, God's using me. And I, like, yes, we have giftings and things, but it's really that we're just making ourselves available. And so when I go, when, I, when we put a draw, draw, I hadn't thought about that, but, you know, you're completing a circuit. So now there's a flow. And so I want to encourage some of you. I just felt as I was preparing that, you know, we're in a season where it's almost like it's hard to, for there to be a draw because, like, you can't be here. And, um, and you can't even maybe be at work or you can't interact with people the way that we usually do that God works maybe through us. You know, intercessory prayer, we, we have this opportunity to be used by God anytime, anywhere, with no qualifications required, where all we need to do is just say, like, God, I, I lift that person up. Would you just give them peace right now? And in those moments, we have an opportunity to, to have God flow through us. And so I wanted to encourage you that if you're feeling right now like, ah, oh, I... I'm, I'm stuck or I'm stagnant or I don't sense God. Like this is, this is the terminology I often use is like, I don't, I feel like I don't sense God the way that maybe I did at some other time. And if I really evaluate that, it's like, well, actually, I'm not sure there's any draw. And I think that as we grow and mature as Christians, God takes us through seasons where he'll actually hide himself in a way from us because he wants to make sure that we're not, you know, just plugging into him but that we have a draw on the other side that we're pouring out in some way. And so if you're feeling stuck, I want to encourage you, like, lean into prayer in this season. It's something that we can do. Um, it's something that, yeah, that we have the privilege of being a part of, no matter what's going on. We can always pray. And, um, you know, some of you may have you've been joining recently, and maybe this is all kind of new to you. Maybe you haven't to use the Christian terminology, you haven't started a relationship with Jesus yet. You haven't like plugged in this end of the cord. Um, I want to talk to you for a minute. If, if you've never made that decision, if you've never said, um, Jesus, I believe in you, that this morning we want to give an opportunity for you to do that. And um, what it looks like is really like to use this analogy, if I unplug this end, this prayer thing doesn't work. And, um, and the Bible basically is te teaches us that how we plug in, how we connect to God is through what Jesus did on the cross. That we, in and of ourselves, our, our sin and our fallenness in humanity makes it impossible for us to connect to God. There's, there's no opportunity for us to do that, no matter how hard we, we try, no matter how many prayers we recite, no matter how good we try to be, that we can never connect to God on our own. But the Bible says that when Jesus, who is God's son, came to earth and, and lived and empathized and felt for us and experienced what we experienced and then gave his life on the cross as a perfect sacrifice, the Bible says, he made a way for us to connect to God, that there is an opportunity for us to do that. And all we need to do is recognize our fallenness and, and, and basically take responsibility and say, God, I, I know that that I have fallen short, that, that my sin disconnects me from you. 
but then the second part of that is that we put our confidence in what Jesus did. And we say, even though like I wasn't there, I didn't see Jesus die. I, I read about it in a book and it, it kind of seems, but I'm going to trust, I'm going to believe, I'm going to put faith in the fact that, that that's what the Bible says. And I'm going to say, I'm going to declare that I believe that I can be saved because of what Jesus did. And just by doing that, we, we plug in, we connect to him and, and he he washes us clean of everything that we've done. And, and it's just in our act of faith and confidence. And so um, if, if you want to pray that, I w- I'm going to just lead you. We're all just going to kind of pray this together with you. And, uh, and I'll just pray. And then you can repeat after me from wherever you are. Um, and I'd just be so excited for you to do that this morning. Because, um, you know, that experience of feeling God in us. Um, is the only way that we can be fulfilled. We're designed as humans to be filled with God. And so without him, we're constantly searching and constantly falling short. And so I'm just going to pray. You can repeat after me and just say, uh, Dear Jesus, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for what you did on the cross. I admit today that I have sinned. And I accept your forgiveness. And I place my faith and my trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> and uh, if you prayed that, I'd love for you to put that in the comments. And, um, you know, there's uh, a link that's coming up just because we would love to celebrate that with you. The Bible says that that heaven has a party whenever one person prays that prayer. Um, Not because we're just so great, but because they're so excited for what just happened. And so we would love to know that. If you can just put it in the comments, that would be amazing. Um, And and thank you for praying that, for taking that step. Hopefully we'll be able to meet you. Uh, We want to give you some resources just as you begin this this journey. Uh, For everyone else, I just want to pray for you. And then uh, Pastor Roy and Christina are going to come up to close. God, uh, I thank you for what you're doing in us. I thank you for how you're equipping us for the next season, the next stage of this journey that Harvest is on. And God, I just ask that you would give us, um, I pray this often, that you would give us supernatural time in our week to pray. that the kids would sleep in and that um, there would just be less distractions that we would get in our car and instead of switching on the radio, we'd just be like, no, I'm going to pray. And God, that especially, I just pray for people that have maybe become just weary of prayer or or just tired of feeling like that it's maybe not working or whatever. I just pray for a fresh wind to blow on them, God, that you would just be with them. Even if the, the answer isn't there right away, God, there would be a fresh focus on their relationship with you and the fact that we have the opportunity of just drawing close to you, God. And so I thank you for what you're doing. I just pray you'd bless everyone this week. Protect us, God. And, and God, I just pray that you'd bring us together here again soon, uh, that we'd be able to hug and shake hands. And um, we just thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Where's Pastor? What the heck? He's supposed to be here. There was a lot of people asking in the comments um, where Pastor is. <laughs> he's fine. He's okay. <laughs> he's just, he's taking a rest. I'm, I think 
It's awesome when a pastor knows that he has those around him that he can trust to pass his pulpit off to every once in a while. And, you know, we have so many capable, competent people that can step in. And Ryan this morning showed us that we're not keeping a point system. Aren't you grateful? (laughs) Ryan, you did a great job. I mean, uh, we're hearing from all the Brinks next week. It'll be Brittany Brink. But you know what? Um, Great words. Uh, God is just using them. And Pastor, you need to come up here. He's shaking his head. No. Um, But uh, everybody's asking about you. So you should come up. Your mic's here. You don't even have to talk if you don't want to. Check that out. Yeah, right? He said that's impossible. <laughs> See, he's here. He's good. <laughs> You're this good. This is just a cardboard cutout. Yeah, it is. Just let me see if I can push over. <laughs> well, we just want to pray for some, some prayer requests this morning. Let's turn the light on. Let's it's turn already the light on. on. Let's connect in and draw that power for those that are, that's what we're going to do right now. Yeah, we are. We've got prayer requests for families, pregnancies, marriages, jobs, COVID. Oh, my gosh. Come on. We have people that are battling COVID right now. People we know that are battling COVID. Uh, For healing, um, for pregnancies and friends in hospitals and for family and guidance and strength. You know what? God knows each individual. I think you should pray this morning. I think I should pray. Yeah, I think you should. I want to be the wire today. Okay. You want to change the I love... I just look, what does God need this for? Because <laughs> he designed it this way. We could partner with him. That's right. The Bible says that, that um, at the end of the age, that the church is going to rule and reign with God for all of eternity. And this, this right now is our training. And that God wants us to do it now so we know how to do it then. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we think about, well, we'll just do it then. It's like, no, God is... God will frustrate us until we get it. In the end of the age, he's not going to allow us just to step into the end of the age and then learn it then. He wants the church. And I love Harvest that we pray and that we're believing God. And this retrofit, and as Ryan said, the additive. Let's pray for these needs today. And, and would you help us? If you're, if you're watching today, would you just reach a hand out to heaven or point out a plug or something just to remind yourself that we're all a part of this and God's power is about to come to the earth. Father, I thank you right now for families uh, that are believing for pregnancy, those that have suffered from miscarriage. Lord, what a horrible thing that is. And with empathy today, we understand the pain of a heart. Lord, I thank you, even as Christina and I have seen over the years, wombs that were barren became fertile. Lord, families that were told you'll never have children, as we've stood with those families over the years here at Harvest and dedicated those babies and brought them to you. Father, you are not not a respecter of persons today. In other words, as the scripture says that, you do for all. And Lord, those that are believing you right now are receiving that for jobs right now. Father, for kids that uh, just are having difficulty in school. Father, Uncle Ron, somebody's believing for Uncle Ron today to be healed, to be saved, that your spirit is touching him right now. I thank you, Lord, that the angels of heaven are literally working uh, for these prayers right now to make this happen. Father, for healing and necks and shoulders, back pain today. Father, people that are battling COVID, 
We just come against COVID. Lord, I come against the spirit of COVID right now. It's a spirit. It's bringing depression. It's bringing despair. It's causing uh, some to feel like they're like as if they're locked up in a prison cell. Lord, you told us that the prisoners would go free. You told us, oh God, that we are only slave to you. We only serve you. And so today, Lord, those that feel like they've come under that spirit of COVID, whether physically in their bodies or, Lord, just the spirit of COVID that's keeping them trapped, let them be set free right now in Jesus' name, I pray. Father, we pray for uh, those that uh, just have brought these requests. And like we saw the illustration today, we bring the heavy burdens and we put them at your feet. We cast our cares on you. Lord, because you care for us and you care for those that we're praying for right now. Lord, I pray for someone that's watching right now and just hasn't felt connected to you, has felt so far away from you today. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now. They know who they are. You know who you are as you're watching right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now that you're just ministering to that person. Come on, you tuned in this morning and you said, I don't even know why I'm doing this. That thought went through your head. I don't even know that God cares for me. I want to tell you right now that God cares for you. He knew that you tuned in this morning. He knew that you were looking for something. And right now, I believe that if you just open your heart, let him touch you. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister hope and faith and peace and confidence into your situation right now. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Can I give my card back? Now you got to go on your side. All right. This is a good side for me. No. Okay. That's because you're left-handed. I just for those think off my left that. side of my brain. Yeah. Um, if you have a prayer request, we want to stand with you. So please text, email, leave a voice message. Um, just let us stand with you because we all need someone right now. We do. We really do. Oh, my goodness. I had a tough week. Yeah. Monday and Tuesday this week were really difficult. I had to work through. Hey, I just want you to know, if you're working through the tough times of this, you know, the shutdown, you're not alone. But don't be alone. You know, we no. say that. You're not alone. But you're only not alone if you reach out to somebody yep. and, and get prayer and get and someone to send with you. there's lots of people here that want absolutely. to be available yeah, absolutely. to you. You know, um, yeah. reach group. out to us and we will reach Call back to you. Call someone in your small yeah. group and say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling right now. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting right now. This is difficult. Yeah, I really, I mean, small groups where we all connect, as Ryan said. You know, I look forward to seeing those faces that we just connect every week. Uh, remember, for your giving, you can head on over to hcfcornwall.ca slash give. Or you can text any dollar amount to 84321. So um, if you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, those are the ways you can do that this morning. We're continuing with our worship nights and our prayer nights and our small groups on Tuesday evening. So join us live on Facebook and YouTube at 7 p.m. on Tuesday night. And then you go off to your small groups. So it's really great just to enter and worship, and then off you go to your small groups. Well, Harvest, this is the end of our service today. I am really hoping that this week they're going to lift restrictions. We will let you, you know. Yeah, I mean, if we can open the room up next week. Or as Wouldn't soon, that be awesome? As soon as we know. Yeah. As soon as we know. We're yeah. really praying yeah. that this week maybe we'll have some restrictions left, lifted, and yeah. we might actually be able to be here next week in person. Uh, we love you, Harvest. Love you so much. See you next week. God bless you all. <laughs>